0: Hey guys, welcome back to Who's On Worst, uh, your home for bad baseball movie reviews, uh, formerly on the D-Rays Bay Podcast Network hosted by SB Nation. Uh, Yeah, you heard that right, and I have a little bit to be the bearer of bad news to kick this podcast off. Um, SB Nation has unfortunately made the decision to cut uh, most of their at least most of their baseball podcasts. I'm not sure about the other networks, um, but quite a few baseball podcasts have bit the dust. Um, That said, brace yourselves, good news is coming. Uh, We are not going anywhere. We will continue to record this podcast. We are looking at other avenues and platforms. Um, Something like YouTube has been floated, another posting site. So fear not, if you are a who's on worst and a, a Raise Your Voice fan, please stay tuned. We are looking for other options. That said, your current feed may change. So if you do not see updated versions of the podcast, drop into your feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Please do a search for Raise Your Voice or Who's On Worst, as our new hosting may change where you find us wherever you find podcasts. So with that bummer news, oh, yes, I should say, also, please follow us on social media because you will find out there first and foremost, um, wherever we decide to move. Um, I think I'm, I think I should know. I'm at 90 feet from home. Uh, Darby, you are uh, Darby Robinson, at Darby Robinson, or do you have a number? With an
1: underscore, I got an underscore in there. Darby underscore Robinson. Darby underscore Robinson, yeah. Okay,
0: and Brett, you're... You, you have an initial in the middle, and I'm never going to remember it. Is it B.R. Rutherford? Just B something Rutherford 99. BG,
2: B.G. B.G.
0: Rutherford, Rutherford 99 uh, all on the Twitters while well, the Twitters still exist as well. Um, and you there can was also a
2: while. The Twitter was going away.
0: Yeah. Twi- Twitter, we almost thought bit the dust, but Elon kept things rolling. Um, I'm sure you can also keep an eye on draysbay.com while they continue to fund that. (laughs) Barely. Sorry. Um, (laughs) um, We will try to get the news to you guys however we can to let you know where the podcast will be re-hosted. Um, so with that in mind, uh, yes, welcome to Who's on Worst. I am your host, Ashley McLennan. With me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Darby Robinson, who I wish you could see because he looks like a venerable mountain man uh, right now, like uh, like Pacific Northwest Jesus. It's tremendous. <laughs> um, and of course, our wonderful, amazing, so suck up to him so he never goes anywhere, uh, producer Brett Rutherford. And uh this week, this year, uh, I know not technically our first podcast of the year because our last podcast of 2022 posted in 2023 um but our last SB Nation podcast uh will be about million Dollar arm. The feel Good John Ham goes to India to find baseball players in the rough. uh is it a Disney movie?
1: It is a Disney movie. Disney
0: movie. I will throw it over to Darby to tell us a little bit more about it. Care of Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yes, so it is a Disney movie, um, but also not on Disney Plus. I don't know with with these Disney movies that aren't. It is in Canada. Like, on their. Pr- oh, you got you guys got it. We yeah, it's on uh, uh, Showtime or out here. Oh. No stars, stars. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know how Disney. Same as uh same as uh, Rookie of the Year, or the rookie. Um, Disney seemingly their sports angle. They need to get that back into the house of mouse. But uh, Million Dollar Arm, like you mentioned, it is starring John Hamm. It is a John Hamm vehicle. And the synopsis is in a last ditch effort to save his career, sports agent JB Bernstein plans to find baseball's next star pitcher. He heads to India to find a cricket player whom he can nurture into a major league star with the help of a scout played by alan arkin jb finds teens dinesh and rinku who haven't a clue about baseball but throw powerful pitches as the boys adjust to american life jb learns valuable lessons about teamwork and family is relatively correct i I wouldn't exactly that wouldn't be the write-up i would say is the synopsis of this movie but correct
0: than some of the others we've read
1: yeah, it's it's in the right range. It's I don't I don't know if JB John Ham is is going over there to find a star player. I think he's going over there to create a uh, attraction. Basically, he's trying
0: to manipulate an Asian investor who wants to find untapped Asian interest in baseball. Is yeah, what it it's is. a market, right? If you can yeah. get
1: if you can get an Indian player, then you have. Like a billion, a billion potential fans, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Indian subcontinent—you would basically try to tap into a market of fandom uh, that'd be huge. I mean, I think we saw that in in you know real life. Obviously, this is based on a true story. but we saw that with like uh, Yao Ming in the NBA. Suddenly, you now have a Chinese superstar uh, NBA player, and that suddenly taps you into the market of again a billion people. Uh, to be fandom, and we've, we've seen that with uh, any international stars when Ichiro came over to baseball, uh, it was the biggest stardom possible. You had uh, about a dozen uh, Japanese sports reporters at every single game following him, and other Japanese players, other Korean players. you had all, it, it does it, it makes sense. it makes sense. And, th- and this is based on a true story. I don't know how close it it kind of hughes but uh you know always good for the real life person to get john ham cast as yourself because i don't think there's anybody that's gonna be like oh i I'm, I'm being played like that person is not as handsome as nobody is as handsome as john ham so i think that's a good it's <laughs> like you're always gonna look better when you got ham yeah i think but... you've,
0: you've upgraded yourself if john ham is playing you in the movie um and, and I like, I think I like that they cast Ham just because John Ham is a very well-known baseball fan. Like he is a huge St. Louis Cardinals mm-hmm. fan. Um, you know, rocking the cap at every non-Cardinals game, showing up when the Cardinals are in the series. He's a very well-known big baseball fan. So um, I kind of I like when you can actually see guys who like the game represented in it, as opposed to somebody who just rolled up for the paycheck. I'm sure that was a huge part of it, but. Um, it's still nice to know it's because you know it's their love of the game.
2: Yeah, it was uh, really sad seeing uh, Bill Paxton. Oh, oh yeah, like, oh, Bill Paxton died. Like so sad. I was such a big fan of uh, Big Love.
1: Yeah, he was such. Paxton's
2: a great. Paxson's great and he's great in this movie he doesn't
1: he doesn't yeah. have a ton to work with in this movie he's only in a few scenes but immediately you get a guy like bill paxton and he delivers because he he's fantastic in every role he did over his career and in this playing real life uh, uh, coach and uh i guess now like really you know big twitter personality uh tom house um, who's a who's a very positive influence on Twitter, like a good, like always good nurturing person. I thought he brought that out really well. The idea of like quirky coach, but willing to you know kind of open his mind and heart up to, you know, and his team up to up to this experiment. But uh, yeah, Bill Paxton was great. I I thought this cast did a really good job all throughout. I think you know Alan Arkin is perfect as a curmudgeonly old scout. Uh, Underused,
0: almost. I think there was not enough. I was glad to see him back. Alan Arkin.
1: I was glad to see him back, but I definitely was like, "Ooh, we're really we could use that flavor throughout more." Yeah. It was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I for anybody who's really bracing themselves for us to like shit all over this, it's. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but it's kind of a good movie. um I think I went into. I'd never seen it before. I'd. Avoided it when it came out. I think for some reason I just thought it looked bad, like it was going to be like a schmulty feel good kind of thing, and it was. It's exactly what it is. But at the end of it, I kind of felt like this was Jerry Maguire, but with a character that you never actually hated,
2: like with a hint of white savior complex.
0: Oh, yeah. more than I. After I watched it, I or even partway through watching it, I pulled up the credits because I really wanted to see if anybody Indian at all was involved in the writing of this movie. Um, specifically in the scenes where you see the kids kind of going to see their parents for the last time before they head off to, you know, America. And I think there was a lot of like, oh, dad's so proud of his son now that he's going to America. Not didn't care that he bought him a new truck, but so proud that he's going to America. And you know, mom just crying, crying. And I'm I'm sure there was like a lot of like factual work done. Um, But I really would have loved to see, I think, more Indian people involved in the actual behind the scenes making and crafting of the story of the movie, just to know kind of how realistic it was, because I would I would have loved to see the players and I don't think I checked the producers list, but I would love to see if the guys were involved at all in the actual because I think it's based on um, the the agent's book. I feel like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah.
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: So all through it, you're really only getting a white perspective on anything. Um,
1: they do that... try to add the the two players' perspectives in there, which I did appreciate. I, you mentioned Jerry Maguire, because that I mean, this is very much like how many agent sports movies are there. So like, I think it's easy to compare it to that. I, I actually think, I, so Jerry Maguire is a, a much better movie than this. Yeah. It's just, just a much better film. I think the big missing ingredient for this movie, which is very competent, it is a very competent movie. This was very watchable. Uh, I wouldn't rush out to watch it again, but I it, I did not hate this movie at all. I, I I found it actually, and in parts, very enjoyable. There's some really funny bits in there that I thought really worked well. I think John Hamm is wildly underutilized in this movie. I mean, he's in every scene, so it's not like he's like under. I just don't think they used his skills correctly. And and it comes back to that Jerry Maguire sort of thing. I I think he is playing too too desperate, too manic. He is stressed out to the max at all times and is just like a jerk for 90% of this movie without any redeeming character and I know John Hamm is perfect as the charismatic jerk. Yeah. Because we watched him for seven, six seasons on Mad Men play that role. And I kind of wanted like more of a Don Draper where it's like this guy might be like a soulless monster, but like he's so captivating. Yeah. And so interesting. And you can see the the pot, you can see where people gravitate to him. And then you can see where people eventually get repelled by him. I think it was just he's just so, and I obviously the the settings are like he is stressed out this is the last of the you know this is the last chance you know early on in the film we're introduced to his small little startup and the idea is that they they it's it's the uh, it's jerry Maguire a year later basically yeah. it's after he leaves but without rod tidwell without without the star athlete and it's him trying and failing to land the star football player client and so he's there kind of like, like, well, we might be closing shop. And, and so I get that you're in the stressful part, but like, I just, he, I needed a little bit more likability in there that I know is there from John Ham, but like, he doesn't get to do enough fun or light things. It's just so just aggressively stressed out at all times, which, you know, maybe that's where more Arkin would help, or maybe more Lake Bell would help.
0: Yeah, I said at the beginning, I tweeted the most unrealistic thing in the first 10 minutes of that movie was uh, John Hamm adamantly insisting to his buddy that he was not attracted to Lake Bell. He was basically just like, oh, she just lives in the guest house. She's like practicing to be a doctor or something like just repelled because she's a med student and not a model. Um, which and which I think they do they play
1: for a solid laugh because of the idea yeah. of like, oh, like this like awesome, attractive, normal, like person with like a great degree. Like that's because she's not a model. And he's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. He's like that. He's a, he's a jerk. Like, I get it. Okay.
2: They regularly Skype, which I thought was a little weird, but also probably kind of saying that, Their relationship has already progressed to this point. If it's still like platonic, they're very much like always talking to each other.
1: Well, that was also confusing on on my watch too, is like, so they don't really, they don't have a relationship and they haven't really talked much before he leaves. And during the trip to India, and she mentions that later that like, really that's like when they started to actually like, hang out and talk a lot. I don't know if and there's a lot of scenes of it but it's, it's like I just I don't I don't really get it. Like I don't think the film landed like that relationship of like why does she keep skyping this guy who's like always just stressed, angry and short. I mean, I guess also maybe he's just it's John Hamm so why not shoot your shot I, think, I guess, but
0: I think I read it as he kind of warmed up to her fairly quickly. I think like she called him once to be like, oh yeah, that problem we were having, I fixed it. Uh, jokes, jokes, jokes. I'm going to date the Maytag man now. Um, and I think maybe, but yeah, I think what was missing there was like an in-between because it went from, yeah. I fixed the washing machines and then suddenly I'm just going to call you every other day on my lunch yeah. break to see how you're doing in India. Um, I think there was just a missing, one missing call. Mm -hmm. where you know maybe she calls him with a house update and he's feeling a little lonely so he's like well no wait you don't have to go um you know what's it like you know how's it going and like a little bit of vulnerability from him to open up to that conversation continuing
1: I totally agree I think that's the thing is that it feels like she is pursuing him and like Mm -hmm. trying to be like let's start a friendship and and I don't get why she would be doing this. So I think like one one little out and back, and that would also help with the idea of you know, John Hamm's character JB is not just like a constant drag of being a stressed out yeah uh, like case that I think that's like eh, just one little bit you're missing there. Um, but the movie gets in quite quickly. He goes to India, and we are getting it is it just it's so sweaty like I've never felt more sweat in my life and it really is like not like Hollywood sweat it's like he is drenched to the max everybody looks very I don't know if they actually shot in India but like it seemed like they did and it everybody looks like they are perspiring a great deal like a full body not Hollywood makeup perspiring but like this is drenched drenched in sweat top to bottom 115% 115% humidity, uh just absolutely packed in there. Um yeah, so the setup is basically um Chang. This he works with a team in LA. Is he the owner of a team in LA? I couldn't I quite know, understand. He's an, in, like, with that. he's an
0: investor, is what I gathered, that he was a he's major a investor. Very
1: rich person. He's just yeah, a super he, rich person. He
0: really wants to look for. He, he's really interested in investing in Asian prospects. Like he really wants to, you know, get into more, he's really willing to sink any money into something that involves Asian markets. And then what their discussion is basically like, well, Japan's been done, Korea has been done, Taiwan's been done. We found everybody there. What are we supposed to do?
1: We have a very funny, the introduction like light bulb moment is uh, John Hamm at home Flipping through the channels. Uh, and there's cricket and then early on, there's like a thing where it's like, here's cricket, and John Ham talks about how, like I hate cricket. It's a stupid sport. Um and it is a very confusing sport to like it's a very high en- entry level to get into because it is very it's like somewhat familiar but very different. So it takes a lot to get into it. So I understand that if you haven't been seeped in the the cricket culture. Um, but he's at home and he's flipping through the channels and he's bouncing between uh, the Susan Boyle episode, which was a Brit. It was that was on the British Britney version. Britain's Got of- Talent, yeah. So he is watching the British on one channel. There is the British version of Who's Got Talent, and it's the Susan Boyle moment, and that is inspiring him to flip back and forth between Susan Boyle and and cricket to be like, oh, similar to how they all. Saw Susan Boyle and overlooked. It's this. And I'm like, okay, did I I get
2: the metaphor
1: here.
0: It's pretty heavy-handed. It's um, real heavy-handed,
2: and it would just <laughs> wasn't be- it wasn't believable. I'm like, not <laughs> like everything we knew about his character up to that point. Be like, oh, he would just keep searching the channels. He, he would keep flipping.
1: On. I think the idea would be better if it was like he was watching ESPN and they were like talking about the speed and the like how fast the hurlers throw. And being like, huh, huh, that's interesting.
2: Scott making a joke about a hurdler like striking out Barry Bonds. Be like, oh, I wonder if they could.
1: Yeah, there you go. And they and they have ESPN. So obviously, Disney owns ABC and ESPN, and. This is it, this is a long time ago, so they didn't own everything at this point. But now they own even more of everything. Yeah, um, and so they had access to a lot of ESPN personalities. We have Baseball Tonight. We have we have uh, Carl Ravage. We have we have like a lot of um, we have a lot of like Sports Center people in here. And so yeah, I think that's maybe the the thing you can do. I I don't really fully buy the Susan Boyle thing, and it's it's a weird. It's like I guess it's a joke, but it does it doesn't really land. It's a very strange thing. Like it I agree with Brett. Like it doesn't make sense that JB is like I'm just check his out some Britain's Got materials.
0: Talent while I watch <laughs> cricket. Like the man's only got three channels, and so he's just stuck going back and forth between those. He's, he's looking to
1: sign, maybe he's signing Susan Boyle. He's like, Listen, I missed out on on Popo, the linebacker, maybe I can get, I can get, maybe she's got other
0: hidden talents, you know, maybe
1: she can throw, maybe she can pitch. Um, so it's, it's set up as a talent competition. So Mm -hmm. basically going to India, setting up a competition with money. Uh, so like you win prizes and then you eventually come back and there's a tryout and it's not for any specific team, which I, at first I was thinking like, that was the idea. He's wearing a Dodgers hat the whole time. Chang he meets him in an office at Dodger Stadium so I was like oh he's a co-owner of the Dodgers so they're trying to be like if the Dodger we can scout this and get the Dodgers signing a but it's it's an open tryout so it's a it's an int- it's like a separate business venture which I, I thought was a little odd but whatever and we are introduced to kind of like the main core of characters which is um uh, Amit who is the very
0: Favorite. Eager,
1: e- very eager and, and very earnest. I, I thought actually he was, he, he was, I think, pretty on point. He was very funny.
0: That was a role, and we can we can talk about it a bit more. That was a role that I think could have been played overly goofy, like too much the butt of the joke, too much like dumb, dumb humor.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: of this very and I think he played it so perfectly. Um, it was just such an earnest cheerful like delightful little performance like he was just like you know John Ham's Hamm's like oh well, I'll just see you at the tryouts and he's like I have no baseball player look at me he's just like this <laughs> tiny pint-sized guy um yeah he was he was he they played that part just right
1: there and and when they eventually get back to America I I thought like I was worried that you're gonna get too much of like a like how does this work like cultural thing which is like all right well he's not an idiot like they They have the line with it like when
0: the guys are just like how does an elevator work like whoa automatic doors and i get from a very tiny village yes he is not
1: Uh, a is not not not. that he is like like, the the other
0: the other player they're very much like whoa i've i've lived in a small village my whole life what is an automatic door i get it
1: and and they do lay that out well that they both have never like traveled like they yeah. had, like going to going to Delhi was like the big like holy moly that's like a huge deal like they don't leave the village so that was really good I I thought the tryouts were quite entertaining uh, Alan Arkin shows up as your scout and what's funny is this very quickly and I think we all made the same note yeah is. There is a thing that is stolen directly. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of scouts talk about hearing whatever. So, but like Alan Arkin is like sleeping, like, or like asleep through most scenes, which is only Alan Arkin can make that charming and not like annoying, yeah. but like so funny without like opening his eyes. So funny. And then talking about like, are you going to watch any of these guys? And he's like, I can hear it. And I was just like, oh, the hearing thing, the scouts yeah. with the hearing. It's amazing. Which makes me think, why haven't we done a blind scout movie yet? Like a Daredevil, like he is scouting Daredevil. Like there is, there is something there. Uh, and if gonna anybody jot tries down to a do note it
0: for my future movies, I need to write.
1: <laughs> there you go. We're gonna when we, when Who's on Worst becomes our own publishing house. company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna do our own. <laughs> um, but I thought. I, and I, and what's so funny is when I was doing this, I made the note, like, I want to see The Trouble with the curve with Alan Arkin's character. Like, this is a much, that would be a much more enjoyable film. Like, Clint Eastwood was cranky and off-putting. Alan Arkin is cranky and delightful. Just yeah. that perfect mix. And I'm like, I, I will buy him hearing. Plus, he's also listening for pitches, which I think is actually something I can understand that you could listen to. We, we hear the snap of a ball hitting the yeah. mitt versus more like a hitch and a swing which is an absurd yeah. superpower because I like it because so. at
0: one point John Hamm gets hit with a wild pitch um, and you just hear the little thwop and then Alan Arkin with his eyes closed just like sounds like a 43 <laughs> and then they pan just you can see the camera fully pan right over to the, the counter and sure enough 43 um but yeah you're right it does read somehow less ridiculous here um cuz you you just it believe works. this grizzled old retired man is like yeah i can hear the pitches it's fine uh and you see him sit up straighter when he hears something that's like actually worth looking at so um but yeah he's definitely played for laughs quite a bit like there's the scene i guess where jb's talking to ash who's his business partner and Ash is asking him all about, oh, have you seen the Taj Mahal? And John Hamm is very unimpressed, standing directly across from it. And he like drops the phone on Alan Arkin. He's like, here, you can talk to him all you want about the, you know, scouting we've seen. And it's just like mouth open, head back, not at all impressed by one of the seven wonders of the world right beside him. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it works well in that regard. I thought he was a great, He's a great uh, flavor balance because, and with a meat, because like John Ham, I like again, I feel like he's such a buzzkill through so much of this movie. He's just like, Jesus Christ, man, just like, come on, like, get, give me, I know you're stressed, but like, give me something here. Like, I'm trying to root for you. And instead, you're just like the biggest jerk on earth. It's rough. Um, so they eventually, we eventually get to shift focus. After lots and lots of bad tryouts, we eventually shift focus to our two um, baseball player leads, Rinku and Dinesh, who, and they, they get to kind of just like talk to each other about it and, and they have very different styles and they look I mean, like the guys they cast, they, they, they look the part, they look Mm -hmm. very athletic, they threw the ball well, like again, it's all like in camera and it's very believable. Like I think these guys can absolutely throw. And it's funny they they play for a joke. I think it's um it's Rinku who does the like uh, the flamingo. weird flamingo
0: pose. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like we we've, we've seen shan Park. We've seen Dontrell Willis. We've seen like Hitches and we've deliveries. We've seen
0: Kimbrel. Come on, like it- we've
1: seen Nestor yeah. Cortez. Nestor yeah. Cortez is uh, is like he was like before his own time, right? A lefty with weird funk. And uh like that that type of stuff, like that plays, right? Like he was uh Nestor Cortez watched this and was like, I can do this. <laughs> I can I can be I can be this.
0: I can be as weird as I want to be.
1: Um yeah, so I you you get through a lot of India. You get a lot of India, that's a good chunk of the film, and then eventually we get to they they win uh the competition first and second, and they they fly back to America. And then I, I do feel like the film kind of, I know this is where it's like kind of kicks off, but it does feel like it's, it just overall, this film could probably have been trimmed down a little bit, even yeah. though I am missing scenes. I'm just, I feel like it goes a little long. And, no, I and don't disagree. That stretch.
0: And I think it was at its strongest in India. Like I get that, you know, JB goes on his own personal journey when they get home, but there was a lot of stuff that happened in India that I think really made the kind of emotional core of the film resonate like there's a scene after they pick um Dinesh and Rinku as the winners where they're driving back to their village and Vivek who is like the local guy helping JB kind of find locations and you know make not bribes but um helpful offers to officials to you know grease the wheels um he kind of turns to JB with the guy the two kids kind of like snoozing in the car and he's just like look like for you and this isn't verbatim but he's like for you this is just a job that you come to do but for them this is going to change their world like this is enormous and like just make sure you respect that kind of thing and i thought that was such a really important and moving moment in the movie because i think you look at it and it's like oh it's just kids and they won some money but like if you think about it in terms of just like the immense poverty in india one kid winning a hundred thousand dollars in one day, and even the other one got his dad a brand new 10,000 10 grand. Yeah, and like was able to change his family's life in a way that they never could have imagined. I don't think that, like, you know, John Hamm was probably like, ah, ten thousand dollars, who cares? He has some money, you know, like I don't, you know, it's, it's, I think it kind of grounds the situation a little bit more to have somebody from within the culture go make sure you're taking care of them
1: and that becomes the central moral i guess of the rest of the movie which again i i that's where i feel like that's the tough part is that jb gets told this lesson and then he gets back to america and is like worse than he's ever been throughout the rest of the movie so it's like we we spent like an almost 45 minutes to an hour with him and i and he doesn't learn or grow at all and I feel like that's a missed opportunity like I guess his relationship with Brenda grows a little bit but it's weird it's weird I it's like it's if you're not going to spend that time doing that I I just I would like to have seen a little bit more I just want to get a bit more glimpses of like good JB versus stressed out like I want to know that there's like somebody here worth rooting for yeah and I feel like you just, hated
0: him way more than I did. I think that's really funny. Like I, I just found want so that much I was not as him. put off by him as you were. I think I was just like, I mean, I don't think I felt much, but I definitely didn't feel like a sense of just like, ah, this guy needs to get his shit together. Like, what is this? Um, I think
1: the stress level where I'm like, I get it. But also this is like, you you have your guys. Yeah, You got to like focus on this. Like, I, I think- I think for me, I'm like Jerry Maguire would never do this. I know he was stressed out with Rod Tidwell, but like he he put in the work. Like he put in the work. Um, so yeah, we get back to America. But you got JB
0: thought that Popo was his Rod Tidwell.
1: That he's his Jerry O'Connell. Who, I don't know the character's name, but he was the Jerry O'Connell. It's the exact same uh level of the the tease, yeah. the teasing uh clients, not the not the My one word that you have in. <laughs> i've uh, seen
0: jerry Maguire way too many times
1: oh, <laughs> I was say he just pulled off a quote I only that is absolutely a one.
0: direct quote from the movie because the guy's dad's just like i don't do those signatures but my word you got my word and my word is strong as oak and then like jerry afterwards when he breaks it he's like he was really moved by your my word is stronger than oak speech and uh you know what happened to that yeah i've seen jerry Maguire about a hundred times i guess <laughs> wow um wow
1: agent agent movies it's a whole it's a whole i did text you guys
0: in the middle of this i said i bet this is scott boris's favorite movie
1: i would love to get a director's commentary but from scott boris yeah like what's (laughs) what's wrong does he would he ever pay a million dollars as an agency to secure a client has he ever done that i don't know probably not he probably only gets back in who knows i'd love to see it where's the scott boris review he
0: has paid he knows that somebody like Uh, He, you know, if you know, if you know that one of your clients is going to net you like three hundred million dollar contract that you get ten percent of,
1: maybe I, I would wait for a baseball player, not a football player, more guaranteed money. Yeah, that's a bad. That was a bad call. A linebacker, he's gonna, he's he'll be out in like two years and then cut for free.
0: Get yourself, get yourself the next Aaron Judge. Get yourself the next Shohei Otani. Yeah. Get that going. Just
1: make sure, just make sure their uh, their medicals are clean.
0: Um, <laughs> no Koreas out Bob there. Yeah.
1: Knows. Um, so yeah, so we get back to America and uh, we get culture shock part of this movie, which is always the case with these movies. Um, I think <laughs> overall, it's this is the part where I'm just like, eh. It, it, there's a big chunk in the middle that it, the film loses me.
0: I mean the culture shock part was I guess a kind of a a a thing you have to expect from a movie like this, you know, of a coming to a different country completely, a different way of life, a different everything. You're supposed to like show how hard that is for them. Um, I don't know. I guess I I would have liked it better where if instead of like, oh yeah, we're gonna put them up in the hotel. And then have the hotel call and be like we're culturally insensitive and these guys who got scared of an elevator can't stay here like that's literally what happens they get trapped in but an they, elevator and they hit the wrong button they fire hit the button. fire
1: alarm which is a crime so like if I, you
0: don't know and you're i don't i don't, I don't think i blame them if you can't get out of i feel I, like maybe some generosity of spirit but like i feel like putting it in that position and then that's how they have to be with jb as opposed to maybe oh you know like we've used most of the money that we've been fronted for this project we can't really afford to put these guys up in a hotel what are we supposed to do with them
1: that would be better
0: that becomes that. because then jb could be like oh yeah but my guest house is not use oh i guess they could come stay with me for a bit while we figure it out
1: well and the other guy his partner has uh kids. his partner is kids and and yeah. so like he can't put them there so like that, that's that's fine and i you know there's some fun there's some like solid stuff right he like Order some pizza and then I love that uh, moment
0: where they're like, I think I love pizza, and he's just like (laughs) grabbing his mouth full of pizza. And I'm like, Oh, that's cute.
1: It's I think my
0: favorite, my favorite line from the whole like cultural integration sequence is they're sitting around watching TV and they're watching like the hills or something really stupid like (laughs) that. And you get one of like Dinesh is just sitting there, like learning from like Heidi. And then all of a sudden he's like, No way, Spencer. And he just <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just the way he repeats back, no way, Spencer. I lost my mind. I started to cry. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen.
1: But yeah, we we get uh we get I I have what I have one note. <laughs> I was like, what did I write this? But when he gets back, uh he, you know, when JB gets back and they get back um brenda is there but then it turns out she is dating this uh you know this, this it's not the
0: maytag man it's a guy from her hospital it's
1: it's a different yeah but he has the old uh you know he's like oh i just got back from india and he has the line uh, oh yeah i did uh three months in an ashram in goa and it's a, like that's the perfect line to immediately be like i hate this guy i hate this guy so much yeah no How immediately you,
0: like... <laughs> not like he's coming in perfect looking after a run and he's like, well, hey, man, you must be the
1: owner. Like, I'm just so laid back and cool. My name and is there's nothing. Mitch he's actually very, like, chill and cool to yeah. JB. Not, like, aggressive or aggro, but, like, just, that. like, that's the perfect line. The Three months in an ashram ago is, like, the perfect, I feel like, line to be, like, immediately be like, audience, this guy sucks. <laughs> we we hate him. And it worked. I immediately yeah. was like, ugh, gross. Get yeah. Get eight pack out of here
0: yeah don't love this random blonde guy get him gone yeah
1: oh man yeah
0: brenda was a weird issue for me i like lake bell i think used properly lake bell can be a lot of fun i've seen her in rom-coms i've seen her in a million different things she's kind of one of those actresses she's very much like an amanda pete kind of actress where Hmm. you know you've seen her pop Mm. up in a million things but you don't always know who she is um she was in a really good movie um about a father-daughter duo of movie announcers yeah um, voiceovers yeah, yeah where they were both voiceover and her dad was like the most well-known voiceover like you know but back in the, t- the days when movies would be like in a time and like in a world very much in a world, in a world. The title of I title that might be what yeah. the movie is called that's yeah. the movie title yeah um, i love that movie and so like she's done great little like comedy drama roles she's very underutilized here she kind of is playing like a manic pixie dream girl type Almost where. It's See, just... I, I,
1: I thought she was like a bit more depth to that, right? Because I think like the character is romantic interest, but like by casting Lake Bell or like an Amanda pete actually, I think you you elevate the role because she's so normal, yeah, and cool, and I neat think I would and like, yeah.
0: I think I'd be mad at the movie about shoehorning in a romance that didn't need to be there, except for the fact that I think it's actually part of the real life story. Like, I I think, I haven't read the book, but based on, like, the little blurbs that come up at the end, I think him falling in love with his tenant is actually part of the crux of the story, so...
1: Which, overall, bad, bad calls, everybody. That's a bad lesson. Do not do date oh, did your landlord. Your tenant and do not date your landlord. These are it's a disaster waiting to happen. Just because it worked out for mega sports agent and uh doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Just you know what? Do not, it is not not a light. This is a not worth what you're gonna get all
0: cut off yes. your rent. Don't don't do it.
1: Definitely not. Um, so yeah, you get you get her, you get them, they are integrating. Uh you they are integrating poorly I guess that's the idea is like he it's it's okay so this is where I think my my dislike for JB comes in is that he is so upset with like I just want to get back to my bachelor life right everything's clean and in its place in bachelor and and uh you know I got my supermodels coming in and it's all perfect and it's like well guess what you're about you're broke you're leveraged to the gills you're 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 screwed if you don't if this doesn't work you're gonna be fine just like give it like five six months like that you have your timeline the models will be there your bachelor pad will be there like why are you like forcing why are you being like i just gotta get back to this like natural world like man this is it like you gotta be all in i thought you were all in on this yeah yeah like, yeah, especially you
0: go to you moved to India for however long he was there. Like, you're willing to uproot your life that much
1: for this concept, and yet but sharing a guest room with a couple of guys. No yeah. thanks. They yeah. do. I also, we, I made a note because, like, one of the scenes is they like go down the hallway to the bathroom and then they open the door, and it's one of the one of his, um, like dates is like on the toilet. But also, okay. D- there's no ensuite restroom in his thing, which I, I I vocalized. And one of the people were were one of my friends that was watching this. Uh, Aaron did make a great point.
0: If she wanted to poop, might have do it in the ensuite.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, there you go. It's like that was definitely the go down the hallway for number two. Uh, makes sense. So I think I think that is not a plot hole, not a cinema sin. Actually fairly accurate makes sense.
0: Yeah. If you were a a pretty model wanting to impress a rich sports agent, you would absolutely go do your secondary business in a completely different part of the house.
1: So this was this was something that I as a dude did not realize, but but Aaron, my wife Lucy, you like immediately you're like clearly, obviously, (laughs) go down the hallway. So I, you know what? I get it. Perfect. Um uh i don't i've always thought that by the way in in movies the like not locking the door it's like i have never ever gone to the bathroom and not like locked the door
0: i guess and also like wouldn't he have told her there were other people staying in the house
1: wouldn't you know like, there's like
0: yeah wouldn't you see a bunch of your shoes you walk you walked by a bloody shrine in one of the bedrooms, and that didn't <laughs> yes. raise any alarm. There's pictures of sweet Indian ladies in the living room, in frame. <laughs> I guess that happens later when he tries to make an. That's episode. later.
1: That... Later, um, yes.
0: But I think there might have been some tip offs. I don't know. I you know, bags, bags of like sports equipment by the door. So
1: much of this is funny because I it's like there's so much of the cultural like. Clashing, where I'm like, this is none of this is any of these kids' faults. It's entirely JB's fault. Yeah. Like, it's all JB's fault for like, you take a bunch of kids uh, who've never
0: had alcohol in their life to a football player's party, to a house party. Are you crazy? And get mad at them for accidentally getting drunk.
1: It's like you're going to a football player's house party where there's got to be just like drugs and hookers and just like, hedonism galore yeah like you are you are going into the most hedonistic place and you're just gonna leave them unattended like yeah. come on they, they, yeah. they did nothing wrong and actually i was expecting them to do like like break something in the shrine or do something out like literally they just got drunk
0: they are yeah, drunk and drunk. got sick in the car huh. i think they knocked a lady into the pool
1: it, that happens yeah whatever that could have been a party. Everybody just jumps in. Like, I don't know. That yeah. could have been starting the party. Uh yeah, kind of whatever. Anyway, but like JB's upset because he's he's trying to court Popo again, the uh the Samoan football linebacker who's gonna yeah. who's like the big hot stuff. He's gonna be like a huge uh USC is what like he's from there in South, Southern California, so he's gonna be like this next big you know football star, or he's actually is a football star. Looks like he had like Rams jerseys, so he's He's going got to be head. like
0: he's he's
1: has a bobblehead. He was yeah. headed
0: for a single season record at the beginning of the movie. That yeah. Was the so
1: he's he's getting so. his next contract. He's probably on his rookie deal and he's getting yeah. his, his agent to get like that. And he goes to the house party because he's trying to get it like one-on-one with them. They get sick, they you know, knock a woman into the pool. So he has to drive them home. They vomit the all over him car, in yep. the car. Uh and then he goes back and then he's already signed with the other agents. Guess what, JB? He was never signing with your small podunk agency he has been using you the entire time as leverage
0: bartering chip yeah
1: figure this out come on man you know this he walked into your agency and he sees that there's three human beings that, that work there he sees like he's not an idiot no a super agency gets that that's something yeah, that Boris the would know.
0: carpet peeling up in corners and the fact that you don't have even like a sign on the wall like yeah. yeah. It's seven figures agency is just seven how many how many figures of debt they have.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seven figures agency. Can we just talk about that?
0: What a I'm name. I'm not signing
1: with that. I'm not signing with that. That's terrible. Yeah, no. That's a, that's, that's a terrible name.
0: It's not great. About? It's not good. Um and you feel bad for the poor little Dorothy who's with them um, um just like the one the one admin person that decided to stick around and like, so-
1: Oh my god, she was hilarious. She is like Loki, one of my favorite characters in this entire uh, movie. <laughs> she does
0: steal every scene she's in. She's she really has some good.
1: hilarious stuff. The uh, there's a scene where it's the hardest I laughed in the whole movie. There's a scene where um, he's on the phone with um, with uh, Asif Manvi, who's Ash in the movie. Um, and he's, he's, he's like, he's like uh, ushering away one of his, his model girlfriends. And then uh, Ash is like, "Oh, send me a picture as she's like coming up with coffee. It's and the then here's that, the look. Leaf, takes the coffee away and gives this look. And I'm like, phenomenal, perfect comedic timing. Good. I'm just like, oh, gross. Yeah. Loved it. So funny. So many like well set up sequences. Uh, didn't have a lot used maximize everything phenomenal yeah, she
0: definitely ate up the scenery of every moment she had on screen which makes me wonder one second who was she she's one of those faces that looked alan hilarious. rachel
1: is the name alan rachel who uh has not done it a ton but
0: oh that's i know her because i know her voice
1: ah uh, voice actor. i so you am, have two big voice actors in this with i rachel am well.
0: obsessed with b and Puppycat. Obsessed. If you on Netflix, be in Puppy Cat, Lazy in Space. If you just need something to make your soul feel happy, it is about a girl who finds an animal that maybe maybe a dog and maybe a cat. We don't know. It's probably a cat, but it kind of looks like a dog, so it's called Puppy Cat. Um, it's all animated, and Puppy Cat only speaks in weird like vocal high notes. It's just this garbled nonsense noise. Um, and he's full of attitude and makes the sassiest, angriest faces. I will, I have puppy cat stickers sitting right in front of me. Hold on, uh, that I made. Um, but puppy cat is uh, the greatest thing to ever happen. This is what puppy cat looks like.
1: Oh, I do. That is a very cute. Yeah this is this is and very like, good for the this is very good visual gags for the yeah, audio sorry for the win. listening
0: audience but uh this is, <laughs> so, puppy cat um anyway um she does the voice of b in b and puppy ah, cat, so perfect oh um,
1: that's the that's the lead it sounds like
0: oh she was also in the good place i think that's where i remember her from
1: Oh, I must have seen just like three too. episodes,
0: but I definitely she has one of those faces that kind oh. of stand out.
1: So. Well, she was she was great. I think yeah. I think that's the thing about this movie that really worked so well was that like the entire cast and like I I've been hard on the JB character, but like John Hamm, always good. Alan Arkin was great. Bill Paxson we talked about. Uh, all of the side characters did a really good job. I love Lake Bell. That. Like, I think this was a very well acted movie all throughout, well cast. And yeah. so I think that's like a really like that elevates the movie from a lot of the stuff we've seen is like this was all really solid and landed. And you get to I feel like Bill Paxton, especially he he really need him to very quickly be extremely likable and warm and a good counterpart to J.B., Who's cold and calculating? Tom House, uh, he is perfect. He
0: nailed it in the first scene because he's just sitting there quietly listening to JB, like, Go through his whole rigmarole of like, oh, you'll be like in on the ground floor of this great experiment and blah blah blah. Oh, everybody'll know that you were the one who masterminded and was able to bring somebody up and do pitching in less than a year and make them like, you know, bring somebody into the sport. That and he just kind of does this like sly, quiet little smile and he's like, well, you certainly don't need to work on your pitching. <laughs> I was just like, what a great line! <laughs> so good,
1: Bill Paxton, Super We miss you yeah absolutely miss you um so yeah they they're working out with the usc um men's baseball team and they're struggling because they don't really have any support uh they have good coaching but they don't have like you know they don't have the support from from jb which again this is your this all your eggs are in this basket What are you doing? Well, and the fact that it's that on the line is
0: years worth of investment from this Chinese investor, like he's this is a single year experiment that if he likes it and he feels it's, you know, successful, he will invest for multiple years to come. So like this could literally like be the foundation that sets your company up for years and you're you can't be bothered to spend time or effort engaging with these two two people
1: like Just two people yeah yeah well and and it's also it's like not only is like this like oh all of this money that's like tied into it chang we we get the sequence which is always my favorite rich person sequence is you know they're rich and powerful when they have a scene where there's like a closed restaurant and they're eating like some steak or whatever. And then all of the waiting staff is just like waiting in the wings, just yeah. like ready. And it's like the the rich person eating solo with other people there and just everyone waiting and there's nothing around them. I 100% of the time it works for me. It's like this is like oh this person is so powerful <laughs> like they, yeah. they have they have rich emptied the restaurant money. Uh and so it's like you would you would be like if you screw this guy, he will ruin you. Like he will destroy your existence with a flick of the wrists like so so focus in jb
0: get it's this like six months right. of your life
1: yeah get, get
0: don't the worry most about out it this that you possibly can bless you
1: and so we 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 get to <laughs> thank you we get to eventually that you know they're struggling we get to a montage it's not a disney movie without a montage we got to get to a montage we get a good montage we get uh, a clip of a movie that we'll probably never watch on this show because it's a very good movie, uh, *Pride good of the Yankees*.
0: Good, yeah, that's fair. We probably that's won. a great
1: movie. Okay, sorry, but, uh, yeah, we, we we don't that want that was really
0: really cute because Blake Bell's just sitting there crying. She's like, "How are you not crying at this?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know, probably because I cried the first three hundred and fifty times I watched." It.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, great, great stuff. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, that little element and we get into like the montage of everything i just i feel like there's some beats that could have been there where it's like take them out to like an indian restaurant to be like oh make you feel at home like
0: or like why don't you and, guys order us your favorite thing and like you know right um, like that could be a them fun take like him thing. out to an indian restaurant would have been i mean they do kind of do that they do afterwards. get to that Thankfully, we do convert get to that. the backyard, and that's after the big hullabaloo with the you know blowout at Popo's place. So what actually, do we, you know what, we, what? It's funny. Before that scene happened, when he walked into the living room after he'd been such a jerk to them, and there was just the Post-it on the TV that's just like you know, come see us in India. I genuinely thought they'd been like, well, screw this guy, let's go home, and have literally <laughs> gone back gone. to India.
1: And I was yeah. like, oh no,
0: it's you're really
1: there. Uh, we we get um we so okay okay we get to the the after the the actually the restaurant scene with with Chang, the investor. Um we get the idea that they're like, we're gonna do the tryout. We're we're pushing that up. And so like one of it's not the climax of the movie, it's like the the the, the end of like act two, like kind of fall, but like we get this huge scene set up in a shopping like, strip mall in front of an Ashley furniture. Yep. Ashley Home Furniture, um, which, love the shout-out to you, obviously. Uh, you
0: know what? Uh, they had to get all the other baseball writers in there somehow, so that's how I managed. There, there you go. It's it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so, they, they're they doing the tryout in, like, the most picturesque setting possible, which is a strip mall parking lot. Which yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that is how it actually happened, but, like, it is such a, like, a, like, well try to make this look good, cinematographer. <laughs> like I didn't, flat daylight in a parking lot Um, and obviously it's rushed and it's weird and it's awkward and they fail miserably. Yeah. And it's like, oh no.
0: Can we talk about the best part of that scene?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so
0: my favorite part of the scene where they bomb at their first tryout um, that was rushed through and that they didn't get any support for and nobody really helped them psychologically prepare for um, is that every single scout, uh, in that scene is actually a really well-known baseball writer. Um, so they managed to sneak in and I have a list of them, every possible baseball writer of that time frame that had any kind of like real oomph behind their, their name on a byline. It was Tom Verducci, Bob Nightingale, Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, Jason Stark, Scott Miller, Scott Chiardi, who I'm saying his name wrong, probably Vassi Evangelos and Tom Weeder, but like those top five, that's a pretty stacked, uh, stacked roster of baseball writers. I will admit, even though Darby warned me that this scene was coming, I only spotted Passan and Rosenthal. So I did not see them all because maybe I just don't know faces, but. Um...
1: I could get for Ducci. I don't know if I'd be able to pick out Bob Nightingale in a lineup. So like he, I might've actually seen Bob, but I I don't know if I could get him. uh, I can pick
0: a I can pick a Bob Nightingale tweet out of a lineup. uh, (laughs) Yeah, he did not tweet. But he did not like not so much.
1: He did not have a line where he like misspelled everything in the line. Yeah,
0: he didn't. Um, Well, he you know he would have been really Bob Nightingaling it up if he went in. He's like these guys are going to be the best players we've ever seen, (laughs) and and then you know the things went the way they went. So
1: we so we get that sequence, and it's like that's like okay, everything's kind of ruined, but the good news for JB is that Chang was like, great, these guys are trash, but it was a success. And I'm still going to extend it for three years. Yeah. Um, obviously cut these guys loose. They uh, are terrible and we're just going to move on. And now we get to the like emotional moment of like, does JB just do this? Cause he's now gotten his success or does he risk it and actually learn a lesson? And when it he wouldn't gets be a back Disney
0: movie if he didn't learn a lesson
1: it would be very funny if he was just like excellent i'm just a, a soulless uh it would be really funny if that was like the moral of the book by the real agent yeah. it's like and i won uh i don't know whatever happened to them never even looked it up don't even care yeah I didn't even pay for their flights off.
0: home they might be dropped like, off anywhere. on skid row
1: and was like yeah. good luck well, see you later um no, like they, they the the setup is basically, you know, he gets back. There's the note we mentioned where it's like, you know, uh, meet us in India, and then, but very quickly we realize, oh, they've transferred the backyard uh, into a beautiful setup, and they've made dinner, and Brenda has dressed up in Indian in garb, mo- which
0: in a moment which led to me wildly googling whether or not it's offensive for white people to have a bindi. Um, they- it's one of those it, things that like, feels offensive it was
1: i will say this lake bell very attractive in yep. in that outfit but also i was like is, are we is this okay are we doing like this i mean yeah. do we get approval of all this i i
0: watched that scene and felt a little bit very 2023 about it like i was just like
1: oh i don't i mean like overall the message is fine so like i don't think it's that bad but like also i don't know if we needed the bindi and the outfit. like i that would have still played really well i love the i love the setup the date yeah. and the like the food and then like i was craving that for the the longest time of like a shared cultural thing yeah. like I was just like yay excellent we get to like eat food and they get to talk about like oh this is the best stuff and this is great and when well, I like and that uh, it was kind of set up as it's going
0: to be a date between them but then the guys are like oh we're just going to join you and eat that it just kind of gets to this really cute like found family moment
1: we oh my god I forgot I forgot this scene earlier in the movie uh where uh they they're cut she's teaching them how to make Mexican food and yeah. one of the guys cuts his finger because he was chopping peppers. On his
0: pitching hand. Yeah. On his
1: pitching hand. And it like, and JB blows up, which I actually thought that was again, like what a great job by Lake Bell. Like her reaction to that was so not rom commy, but more of like, hey, uh, you're being a gigantic asshole right now. What the hell? Yeah. Like this is an unacceptable way for a adult man to behave. So get your stuff together. And uh, I'm not gonna talk to you right now because holy moly, what a child. And I was like, that was a really refreshing, like, not like, she's not like emotional. She's more like, wow, uh, you're kind of a jerk. What the hell? Like, that was a great, I like that sequence. Um, We, uh, so we have like that cutting scene, which I'm like, again, another movie, like we have for love of the game. Like we have so many like tropes in this that worked well, like- uh, you know like did not um, cut off his hand but like he just had a slight cut
0: there was a scene where i guess um jb's spent the night over at lake bell's place um after the after a bunch of different shenanigans have taken place he ends up over there and the boys see him leave in the morning um and Mm -hmm. they're like oh oh and then they're all driving in the car together and i thought this was kind of like a sweet moment where like they're like you know kind of you know, when are you going to get married? When are you going to do this? And he's like, "That's not what you ask here. You're supposed to ask like, how far did you get?" And they're like, "Whoa, that's very personal." <laughs> I'm just like, "Yeah, it is." But, that, but, that but then they're
1: like, "How far did you get?" And it was it was a very good scene because also it's like also setting. You know what this film did that was really well. We've 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 railed against movies that did this very poorly yeah. before. I feel like those guys reacted like they would. Yeah. Like these like 17, 18 year old guys would. Because like, there's a cultural difference about like, obviously you're not with her. So it's like marriage yeah. and kids and like, this is the next 80 years of your life. But like, there's also the, like, they know what happened. They know yeah. what's going on when she leaves. It's not like this weird, like, huh, why did you sleep over there? Your yeah, bed like, she- You don't like,
0: need somebody to explain the birds and the bees to you, it's you like, understand. Yeah, like,
1: I feel like so many of these movies don't understand like they're like like the scout where it's like, is this guy he's like having sex, but also he's a child. Yeah. But is he a child or is he like an adult? Like is he just a weirdo? Like, what is what is going on? Like this was like, oh no, no, they're they get it. Yeah. They get what's going on. Yeah, like there's a and it's like
0: I think it's the difference between like naivety, which is like what they have for the mm-hmm. culture that they're in, and like right. a forced innocence. Like, I think that these mm-hmm. are still, like, 18, 19-year-old boys. Like, they... Yeah, they're still teenagers. No. Like, yeah. the awareness of sex exists in India. Like, you know... They, they have they,
1: a billion people. They yeah, they understand the concept.
0: They've kind of figured things out on their own. Um, but, like... <laughs> they know the
1: logistics of so how you things don't have work. To, they're not... They that.
0: Like, I say boys because they're young, but they're not right. children. And I think right. that's where you're right. Like, instead of playing them like they're they're helpless babies because they're in a culture they don't understand there's like a little bit of naivete but it's not you know at their it's usually not played for their expense like it's usually just like to emphasize the difference culturally but not to make them seem like they're you know so innocent that they can't handle things
1: well and you I was wondering if they're going to do that with the whole like oh the elevator stuff but, like, that's, like, oh, they they don't really have city. That's, like, city life. Like, that yeah. would have been the same scene in Delhi, yeah. in, like, a high-rise hotel there. All the rest of the stuff, like, drinking, it's, like, oh, they don't, they just don't drink because they're children. But, like, they get the concept. They're not, like, oh, this water tastes fine. Like, they they never did, like, the stupid lowbrow, like they, they, like, think about, like, are these characters, they're not, like, again they're not children they're just naive like they're yeah. out of water they're not completely oblivious to stuff so i thought all that worked well and i thought the kids were like really like those two actors did a really good job as well like they were charming i was rooting for them to succeed and yeah. and we get to the point where jb finally is like and, and it's inviting them to the dinner he's like finally not being uh, like selfish and he's like okay let's support you. Let's actually do another uh, tryout. Let's really, let's really do this. And, uh, and we get their like triumphant, uh, like finish. So, although I will say this, like them getting up into like the mid nineties, I didn't need that. They're 18. Like most eight, like most high schoolers, if they can touch like 89, 90, that's like, you can project that to like 98. Cause like your arm and body and like, mechanics are not there yet in like 93 94 it's like that just should blow out his arm entirely
0: yeah and i mean like, the, in, in real life they didn't get very far um they like did I not. looked they both were taken by the pirates they both played i think in like the gulf coast league like they played very low level games for the tigers for a season or two not the tigers sorry the pirates for, for a season or two um, and I think Rinku, I'm not, if it's Dinesh or I think it's Rinku is now like a professional wrestler.
1: He is. Yeah. Like, I was looking this up because I was like wondering when they ended up. They, they really did not. Like, listen, playing any minor league level mm-hmm. is incredible. That is more than 99% of humans will ever do. So... An incredible job for these guys for guys who did um, not grow
0: up playing, you know, travel ball, didn't play in a D1. These are guys that like right. literally had no baseball experience.
1: Incredible so, athletes for that. Truly but amazing. Yeah, one of them, uh yeah, Rinku Singh, uh, who is six foot four, like big, big guy. Yeah, really big guy. He was the uh flamingo uh guy, is uh yeah, he is a, a professional wrestler and former baseball player uh as is wikipedia says with the the wwe so fascinating stuff like hey athlete what's his you know, name
0: what's his stage name again
1: it's uh um under the da, 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 uh veer mahan there you go so you can google that
0: watch and, any wwe even if any our fans or listeners or wrestling fans there you go
1: uh, I, I just thought that go, was of so them.
0: random and cool like what what a way you know to like...
1: he's still still in the country still being an athlete in some yeah. form and yeah very neat
0: and like in a in like an entertainment industry where he's probably making a fair bit of money
1: you know right. yeah like good for him Seriously. absolutely does he I want to know now and maybe maybe somebody online can can tweet at us like does he have like a like a pitching like move like is there like a is there like some Believe sort of his thing wrestling like that? or like, an arm, like a million dollar arm <laughs> bar or something like that like come on is there like we have this thing like where is that is that in there i would hope so that would be if amazing. not uh feel free to use that uh, yeah, riku. yeah take it away um, riku it's all yours definitely lead into that um <laughs> oh yeah so overall before we move on to like the baseball part of it i think the movie is very fine, it's yeah, very I think very it's
0: fine. beautifully made, like the cinematography it, it's, it's shot isn't, well yeah, isn't yeah. like it's not groundbreaking, but it's like you get the beautiful California light, which is very hard. To, I mean, some people manage to mess it up, but it's just beautiful light. um, and it's just it's a beautifully filmed movie like it it looks crisp. it looks bright. it looks it's just even the, I find that a lot of movies shot in in India or in like in Asian or Middle Eastern countries, the the choices made is tend to like make it feel yellow. Have you noticed that there's like a yellow filter yeah. placed in these countries yeah. that makes it I think it's meant to like emphasize like a feeling of dirtiness or something. I don't know. I think the South find American
1: the Mexican slash South American like uh, filter. Yeah, like the, the narcos filter. filter. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but like
0: I didn't notice that they they intentionally emphasized anything in a negative way in India. Like there was some great one-liners. Like Vivek was like John Ham was like, "What's with all the honking?" And he's like, "We're Indians. We love to honk. <laughs> like, it doesn't do any good, but we love it." And uh, I think that it. I think that rather than othering them, they kind of othered John Ham, which was nice. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I think that they treated with as much respect as an american director and an american writer can i thought they did a pretty good job in india like there's a scene where he's kind of showing the town that he's in to lake bell on the laptop and it's it's not glamorous but for some reason that scene is not played as him complaining about it like mm-hmm. he's just showing her his view from this rooftop that he's escaped to and she's like, wow. And he's like, he's like, the smell is incredible, is what he says. And she, her immediate thought is, oh, is it really bad? And I like what he says. He's like, sometimes it's really, really bad, but sometimes it's really, really good. And it's just this unbelievable kind of both things. And I thought that that was such a neat way to describe it because that's, that's exactly how I imagine it would be because you have a billion people in such a small space. I mean, of course, you know, things aren't going to smell great all the time, but you also have some of the best food in the world. Mm-hmm. So, of course, things are going to smell amazing sometimes. So, I uh, exactly. I kind of I liked that scene cuz even as he's showing it to her through her laptop, it there was just something kind of like beautiful in the blues and the pale purples of this like very jam-packed city that is not, you know, glamorous or typically beautiful. Um, I think the way you imagine, like, you know, the Taj Mahal or other parts of the country. Um, and I thought that was kind of just a a neat decision that they made.
1: So good. Yeah. And, and I think overall the, the, the baseball in this movie is shot well, there's not, there's no games. It's all, it's all tryouts, it's all training. So there's mostly just like pitching, right? Like there's no, no hitting. There's no anything like that. There's some fielding. There's Um, a very
0: awkward game of catch
1: there's a very awkward game of catch
0: which if anybody uh, but... has ever wanted to know how it looks like when I play catch um there you go <laughs> I Sad.
1: actually thought that was also another good like cultural thing because like in cricket which I also found that funny is like both the both of the athletes they, like, none of oh, yeah I, I hate the... cricket I don't like cricket <laughs> at all and they're like wait we whole, did this whole thing to bring a cricket player in and they're like no we just don't like it it's, sucks it's boring <laughs> uh and it's like oh that's kind of funny it's like yeah obviously like out of a, again a country of a billion like you're not gonna all be like great fan- like we don't we know all about sports and like fandom and there's gonna be divisions um but there, the idea of like if with cricket you do not play with a glove so it does make sense like you are like that may be something unusual and suddenly having this glove it's like that takes some getting used to and yeah. so yeah you know? Although
0: I feel like if it, in realistic terms, the, the one thing that bothered me about that sequence is like, at no point did anyone sit these guys down and be like, here are the fundamentals of baseball. Like here, are, mean, some maybe things, not. here are some J-B. things you, you need to know to get on that field and feel like you're, cause like, if it was me and I'm like, these guys have never watched baseball. They've never played baseball. And maybe I come to this from a place of wanting to like, help people understand baseball but like I would be like here are the positions here the the, is the basic equipment here's what the parts of like I would you know explain it in terms of okay you guys might be used to cricket but here's what you can expect from baseball like you want these guys to become major league players scouted by major league teams and at no point has anyone explained what a left fielder is
1: Like but that could also be again that JB is just like sleeping on through his job. Like but he is meat should have focused. done it.
0: He's so obsessed with baseball.
1: That's true. That's somebody
0: true. should have been like, hey guys, here's
1: just the quick and dirty basics of what you need. What do we think of? Because there is like an ending, like you know, motivational speech. It's not a Disney movie without a motivational speech. And JB decides to give that to a meat.
0: Who wants to become a coach?
1: Who wants to become a coach? coach I like that he
0: took his little booklet. He's like, you can't have your notes. Um, I I loved that scene. I got a little missy. I thought it was great. I I thought it was beautiful because it's it's about representation and it's a very on the nose talk about representation, but because it's coming from such an earnest place. Of this like really little guy who always knew he would never get to play this game he loved and he's he's telling these two players who have been given this opportunity what it could mean to millions of other little indian boys like him mm-hmm. and to see how far they got and how possible it is um i thought that was beautiful i cried i, th- I thought that it was well performed like that whole scene was just so heartfelt and like you know it's it made you want to stand up and cheer Too very enthusiastic you know like it's really lovely
1: it, yeah i i i thought it was i thought it was really good I, I think i thought it was just like a a good note it was like a perfect pitched note
0: well and you could see the change right like immediately it was like okay suddenly these guys know that they can and want to enjoy this process so i don't know i thought that was I mean, it is very much like a, a cheesy "get out there and get them speech at the end of a mm-hmm. sports movie, but there's a reason that that has become the trope, and it's because nine times out of ten, it's effective enough to bring a tear to my um, my my eye and to warm my cold cold broken heart. It's uh, it's nice. But you're right. The baseball, what there is of it, it's not like cheap cutaways like with the scout. Mm-hmm it feels honest it feels like it's real baseball um it's rough enough especially with like the pitching showcases that you definitely feel like real pitches are being thrown um Mm -hmm. uh ken rosenthal almost gets his head taken off with a wild pitch um (laughs) through a net thankfully he's sure
1: i'm
0: sure that has happened to him in real life more than once um yeah, I don't know. I thought there's definitely worse ways to spend your time if you want to watch a baseball movie. Like, I think you got to be careful calling it it is a baseball themed movie. But it's more about I think <sighs> peripheral baseball. Light. Yeah, it's it's if Jerry Maguire was more focused on a baseball player than a football player. Mm-hmm. Um it's yeah, it's very much it's in the same household as baseball, but it's not not really a baseball movie um but it also is i don't know how to like it's... but it does
1: it does have the line it does have that that baseball point of like the magic of baseball bringing people together yeah. meaning more than than what it really is
0: yeah and it, so it gives like, you that's like, the... just just enough baseball to make it enjoyable if you need something to like fill in that gap before the season starts yes i personally am very excited to be very close to my um now annual uh pre-season rewatch of little big league which i've decided after we watched last year is going to be an annual tradition of mine the weekend before the baseball season starts mm-hmm. um getting very excited for for watching that and getting myself excited so yeah um do we want to pick who we would pick for the rays off of this uh not so stacked roster
1: i think i'm ready i think i have some spots
0: i'm gonna make an unusual selection so i'll let you go first
1: you should yeah Yeah. you can go
2: first okay um i i went back and forth between rinku and dinesh and i settled on rinku
0: you like his flamingo pose
2: i like the flamingo pose
0: yeah, i respect um, it we, we we just we they raised just extended fairbanks they do like weird pictures uh-huh. so if you fairbanks like Fairbanks is kind of similar Well, crazy eye
2: goes like straight back
0: yeah yeah a little less posturing with the leg i feel like that leg pose would become a bulk real quick uh, in the majors, but that's who knows. Me.
2: I mean, who knows what a balk is and isn't? I don't even think the umpires do.
0: I feel like they pick it <laughs> they really some they some guess. days. Some days,
2: but what yes, about you, Darby Rinku with a bullet. I'm taking him.
1: I like it. Yeah, no, I think we've we've seen like a Nestor Cortez type be successful, and I think you could see that, especially with maybe better coaching, better coaching that that occurs now than there were in the early 2000s when when he was actually, or the the late 2000s, um, where he was actually in the pirate system, plus
2: the pirate system. I'll okay. also add that like the Rays used to have this wrestling night in the Trop that like, this was <laughs> over 15 years ago. Oh my God. And the one player I know that would, con- the couple years they did it, that he was with the team that would go out there and like do a match or do something, cut a promo was Johnny Gomes.
0: Oh my Which god.
2: Makes oh, that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah, makes that makes, makes sense. sense. Um, but I think, you know, with all of the wrestling royalty that resides in the Tampa Bay area, they could easily bring it back and you could have Rinku also participate because he's got some wrestling chops himself. Like there that.
1: you go. For both. I like it. The pre, the game and the post-game mm-hmm. entertainment.
0: Brett's filling um, seats on and off season. I like it. This
1: is this is just <laughs> smart stuff. Uh, so, I, I was... There's a lot of good good players i think um i i was actually really debating on this because I, I i liked rinku i liked the lefty more than the righty just because you know i like the funk but honestly what i like the most what i want on the Rays, because they're you know they always their coaches are always getting poached they're always going someplace else i think having some stability with kevin cash on the bench as his bench coach, let's bring in Tom House. Let's bring in Tom House. I think great the Rays care about Clubhouse. They care about teaching and fostering a mental, uh, like health environment that works, getting people ready both physically and mentally. And I think Tom House would be a very good member of that coaching staff.
0: I like it. I like it. I got I got two picks. I got Ooh bold choices i'm gonna pick ken rosenthal and i'm gonna put him <laughs> in the front office
1: because i feel like
0: ken rosenthal's a guy who's been around a long time and he knows a lot of people and he knows the inner workings of a, a gm's mind after many a discussion and i feel like ken rosenthal in the front office would be a pretty good use of resources and then as a secondary choice i feel like our medical professional in training Brenda, played by Lake Bell, would be a good team physician uh. because she cares about the players and she wants what's best for them. And I feel like you would really get the most out of their um, health care and, um, you know, general doctorly needs from Dr. Brenda. So those are my two picks.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. Both, Not not just a doctor, but like somebody that's like a, a, a full a um, full holistic yeah just uh, caring for their
0: mental needs caring for their physical needs making sure that they've got what they need
1: just keep them away from chopping of any onions yeah
0: no mexican cooking classes for the pitching staff
1: (laughs) uh i like it i like it would would you would you recommend this movie to people looking for a baseball fix so we are getting close to needing baseball fix season
0: I mean, I think it it tickled something for me. I think having kind of steered away from paying attention to a lot of what's happened this off-season, I mean, as much as you can avoid it when you literally write about baseball every week, um, I think it's kind of just a nice little Sunday watch. I'd certainly recommend it more than The Rookie. The Rookie was just mm-hmm. so long. Um, and it this moved feels...
1: way faster than The Rookie. In yeah, In terms I of think the Disney, yeah.
0: This one... I think is good. I feel like the perfect time for this is trade deadline time, because I think what's really good about this movie is that it reminds us of how, even though teams treat baseball players, like they are um, property that baseball players are people. And I think it's kind of an important message for all of us who are, you know, in some capacity professionals in the baseball industry writing about or talking about baseball to remember that these guys are, you know, genuine people who have homes and needs and hopes and dreams, and I think that can get lost a lot of the time when we just talk about them like chess pieces. So, you know, like that's it. my any, takeaway. Any, so
1: pre, pre, pre last...
0: trade deadline, good watch.
1: I like it. Any any last notes about the film that you want to get in before we uh, before we head out?
0: Uh, I have a couple quotes that I highlighted. Um, They're talking about how players were just keep getting signed younger and younger. Uh, and Ash uh, had a great line says, yeah, the Red Sox just signed an eight year old, um, <laughs> which at this point is like borderline factual. Um, yeah, I thought that was I think there's just it, it's um, one of the, the guy who wrote it, I I think was one of the writers on The Wire. Like he's a guy who's had some pretty good stuff under his belt. So Yeah, McCarthy, um, right? Um,
2: t- Is it Tom McCarthy? Yeah, Tom
0: McCarthy, I think. Yeah. Um, so definitely like a very very serviceable script like it doesn't feel ham-fisted yeah some stuff like the Susan Boyle clicking back and forth thing who knows if that was a script decision or a director decision but like
2: felt like they were trying to make John Ham like also like this renaissance man like this very intellectual like I, I there was some dialogue that I thought yeah, like I don't know if not only his character would say something like that, or if like any human being would say like he, he he was talking about India with um Lake Bell's character, and he was like, "It's a study of extremes." Like he was just speaking in ways that I don't. I was think
0: talking about was... how I liked that scene. I don't know if I remember that line, but I liked the part about how the I was talking to Darby about how I liked the way that the smells. He talked about the smells. The
2: the scene itself was cool. I just didn't feel like he he spoke like a like a human spoke. <laughs> yeah
0: but I think in general like the script has some really good comedic moments um which I think is kind of hard to load into a movie sometimes without feeling like you're playing things for jokes um and so I think that he like you could have I think the Amit character really could have come across like Daniel Stern's character in rookie like rookie of the year like, I think that that's a character that could have been played as absolutely ridiculous. And I think they, between the performance and the script, they managed to keep that from coming off, I think, as like borderline offensive. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think, I think, like I said at the beginning, I really would have liked it if somebody Indian had had a hand in any part of the actual like I mean AR Raman did the music which is great everybody knows him everybody in North America knows him as the guy who did Jai Ho for um, Slumdog Millionaire Um, but obviously very very well known in India and he did the score for this which was really lovely but I think that was the only like major Indian name I saw anywhere in like the creative parts of this so yeah I think maybe a Co-writer for some of those scenes would have benefited the whole thing, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, I I have I have no real other notes. I thought it was it was solid. You mentioned the 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 scouts uh, were all sports writers. Um, gross to see Kurt Schilling on, on my TV screen. Oh. Uh, that that wasn't fun. Um, I yeah. Overall, I think. This was a very, very competently made film. Craig Gillespie, as the director as well, has done some really good stuff, and you know he did *I Tonya, which is a, a very mm. good film. And so, like, and he also just recently did the *Pam and Tommy* uh, miniseries oh. on Hulu, uh, which was eh, had some had some it went on a little too long. Um, but overall, he's a he's a good director, a uh, good writer the cast was well done. So like overall this, this film, you know, is going to be uh, very fine and it didn't, it didn't drag too badly. I just, there were some ways that I thought it could have been a little bit better, but overall interesting story. I, I didn't hate it, which yeah. is the highest praise we have. We've probably given for most of these, you know, that we rookie of the year and uh fever pitch are like the two that are like have been, actually like this is little good. big league and, for and me little big league i like I little big
0: league rookie of the year fever pitcher ones we came away actually liking um and I, I didn't i you're right like i don't it's not gonna climb to the my top five baseball movies of all time um it's probably not a movie that i would like reach to recommending if somebody was like oh what's a good baseball movie i should watch this weekend like it's not even gonna come to mind but <laughs> like if somebody's like, "Hey, should I watch Million Dollar Arm?" I would certainly not say no to them.
1: Yeah. If if this was on, like on a TNT, and I had nothing else going on, I'd put that on in the background. I'd probably be doing Absolutely. other stuff, but yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Resounding. It was fine. <laughs> you very very enthusiastic. You could do worse. Um, thumbs up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay, well, I think that wraps it up for our episode on Million Dollar Arm and officially our last episode on SB Nation. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. Follow us on the old social medias to find out where we will. I guess you don't really need to know where we're posting, but you may want to know how to resubscribe to us. Brett, what do you got lingering there?
2: I will also say to not automatically unsubscribe to yes. this podcast feed. We are going to try and transfer at least the raise your voice feed, but probably also keep all of the, the who's on worst episodes and everything else we've ever done on the D raise Bay podcast network on whatever we call what's next, who knows, Uh, but don't unsubscribe. Um, if you see a new episode on your feed, it's, it's us. So,
0: yeah. So yeah, keep, keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Um, Follow draysbay.com, follow us on social media, uh, and hopefully um, we'll, you'll listen to us real soon. So I think with that, we have been Who's On Worst. Now, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next month. Bye!